I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. edition of the Revolution Sports Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Wood. Thank you for joining us this morning as we look into some of the top stories from just the last couple of days in politics. And pretty much everything right now is just going to be focused around COVID. It's sad that we're still almost two years removed from where COVID was introduced to the United States of America, introduced into this world. Um, And we're still here talking about it. It's still dominating the headlines and it just has everything to do with the insanity that the left continues to push. They continue to move further and further with this, trying to just see how far they can push it, how much control they can get. And it's just what dominates everything. And, I mean, I, I hate that it's the thing that we even talk about on here consistently, but the reason we do is to bring awareness to what's going on around the whole entire country because it just seems like every single day there's something new when it comes with it. And if you're not aware of what's going on, you don't know how to fight back and you don't know what you're fighting back against. So we've seen where since the start of this we had 15 days to slow the spread. We've moved into just different territories along the way to the point now where you either do what we say, you comply, or you can't be a part of society, you can't work. And some, and this is in some states. We're basically at the point now where you almost have like a like a fifty-fifty state. I mean, fifty-fifty between our country. You have fifty that believe where we're for vax mandates. You have to do this, this, and this if you want to be a part of society. The other one believes in free thinking. And the whole point of why our whole entire government is set up the way it is is basically for this moment right here, where you have a side that is so for governmental control for totalitarianism for that type of government and for that type of control and you have the other side that can push back against it so we are thankful that we have that but the problem is though this type of thinking spreads and then you see it when it comes to the people just all around the country we see where people continually what i would say get infected with leftism with liberalism and they want to bring those ideas and they want to try to push it on you on society they want to try to cancel you if you don't believe the same way. You can't speak out without being shamed. And I'm simply not going to allow that to happen to myself. I'm not, I mean, don't let that happen to you is what I'm saying. Look at all this stuff. See what is going on. See that they are not going to shift course unless you make them shift courses. Make them realize that you are not going to comply with anything that they have going on and that you are going to push back against this basic, what they're trying to enforce is tyranny. It's next level. It is socialism, it is communism, and it's so funny that I'm, gonna, I'm having a t-shirt that's going to come out here real soon. Make sure you look at it in our at therevolutionsports.com in our item shop, but it's going to say the final strain is communism, and it's so true. Just every single time we see where when a new variant comes along, when something happens, we see where there's more restrictions, they're more controlling, 
and now we're here at the Omicron variant, and it's hilarious because the Omicron variant is not even that deadly at all. It's basically the, a minor cold, I mean, basically like a flu at the worst case scenario, and it's been all around the world, and supposedly just yesterday we hear about the first case of someone dying, and it still hasn't even technically been confirmed. It just came from the prime minister in Britain, and he just said that was the first person that died from it, but we still have not seen any confirmation from that, so I'm going to withhold judgment on that. So at this point, we've seen possibly one. I'm going to say zero cases all around the world. It's all over the country. It's almost in every state now in the United States. No one's died from it. There's been very few uh, hospitalization cases with this, been nothing major, but we see where multiple places around the world, around the country, are continuing to move forward with these mandates, move forward with comply or you're not part of society. And so just yesterday, we see in just three different stories, really, we see where Philadelphia issues new vaccine mandate requirements for those entering food establishments. So if you want to, if you're in Philadelphia and you want to be able to go eat, you just want to go get your kid a Happy Meal at McDonald's there. You have to be able to show proof of vaccination to be able to get it. I don't know how that applies to drive through anything like that. I don't know. But still, the fact of the matter is you cannot walk into their place there. You cannot go sit down at their place, cannot sit down and have your meal, cannot bring your kid in. Unless you have proof of vaccination. And it's crazy because it, I don't know the age requirement when it comes to this one. But if you're in New York or if you're in other places, California is getting ready to do the same thing. Your kid has to show from five and older has to show proof of vaccination as well. So that your kid can't even go in there and enjoy a Happy Meal anymore. Your kid can't go in there and get a milkshake with grandma or get a milkshake with that with mom unless he has his vaccine proof. He's five year, they're five years old. They're kids. I mean, it's absolute insanity. So you see that there. And it's, this is going to be something you're going to see pop up more in blue states and blue cities. This is just a city that didn't, wasn't even all over Pennsylvania. But we see when just this blue city where it pops up. We've seen it in New York City. We're going to be seeing it in different places all around the country as this new wave of fear rushes over everyone. And I keep jumping back to Britain because they've been kind of in the headlines the last couple of days with how they've been talking about this new variant. And the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, he keeps saying stuff like, this new wave of Omicron's coming, we have to be prepared for it, and now they're issuing vax mandates for certain locations and for certain things you have to be able to do, which is something that he said that they weren't going to do after they talked about it last time, and he ended up doing it anyways. That's what they always do. They tell you not, they're not going to do it, they move that direction, and they do it anyways. But... Anyways, we see how the, he keeps talking about that. They're doing the same thing here. They're worrying and pushing this fear all over the populace. The media is pushing this fear to the point where you just accept it and that this is just the next steps that they have to do to be able to try and push back against what is what they're still trying to say is a pandemic. You're not at pandemic levels anymore. You are at an endemic level now. It is not going to end. It is going to be continual. You will have to constantly live with COVID-19. If you want the vaccine, you get the vaccine. If you don't want the vaccine, you move on with your life. But up to these people, it doesn't matter. It's either you do it, they say, do what they say, or you do not be able to even go have your meal here in a McDonald's or wherever the place is you go eat in Philadelphia. And it will spread. You'll see, you've seen it in NYC. You see it here in Philadelphia. You'll see it in many blue cities around the country. And it's going to pop up, I've been assume, I'm assuming here soon, in some red states. So you're going to see some where some blue cities are going to pop up in red states where they're saying that they're going to do stuff like this. That's when you're going to have those battles between the governors and the state government there, between the local city governments there. So it's going to be interesting as this stuff comes. But it, to me, it just 
it just makes no sense because we haven't even seen anyone die from this this variant. We're still on the stuff from the past, and we've gotten past that. We're seeing more people develop natural immunity. We've, I mean, if you go by what the numbers they're saying from the White House, over 80% of people, supposedly, from what they say, have received at least one shot of the COVID vaccine. But we now have more COVID deaths just this year with a vaccine than we did all of 2020 last year without a COVID vaccine. And you go and take it even a step further, Biden ran on the whole campaign. He was going to shut down COVID, and he can't shut down COVID. It's been worse under him than it was even under Trump. But, of course, they say they're dealing with a bunch of different stuff. They're dealing with conspiracy theorists. They're dealing with anti-vaxxers. They're dealing with all this stuff. If 20% of the population is the one that is basically giving you all these cases and all these deaths, then... You're, I mean, that's just really sad at that point in the first place. But we obviously know that's not the case. We've seen where vaccinated continually see where we see they have constant breakthrough cases. And we see them being in the hospital basically almost just as much as the unvaccinated are. They keep trying to throw that whole, the unvaccinated, the ones clogging. It, that's not the case. The thing is, though, I mean, even if it was, there would be more of an understanding between people of the unvaxxed that... That would be something that you need to get if it really did protect you, but it doesn't. I know people personally that have died from having, I, I mean, I'll give you an example. There's a doctor that I know, he wanted the vaccine, got it every single time it was offered to him, got the first two shots, got the third shot, and then within a week after getting the third shot, we found out that he had blood clots all throughout his body and ended up passing away, sadly. That is something that is a side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine, but... Once again, though, they don't want to tell you about that stuff. That stuff you will not hear. It doesn't pop up in the news, but as soon as you hear about the, the person who didn't want the vaccine and they die about it or they're, they're asking for it, quote-unquote asking for it, on their, on their deathbed, as the newspapers and the news media like to say, it's the biggest story that there is around there. So, I mean, this is what they're doing. They're going to force the fear on you, try to get you to accept that this new way of life, but we don't even have, like I said, any deaths from this variant whatsoever. We don't have any major hospitalizations. We are seeing a rise around the world, though, when it comes to COVID cases. But that is something that you will see this time of year. You're getting into the seasonality of it. You're seeing where it's getting colder in most states. And then you'll see, like, and right now in Florida, you see where it's actually still, temperatures are decent there. So people stay out. Cases continue to drop there. That's how it usually is. And so you see cases drop there, but people go inside in the north because it's cold. You see where cases go up. That's seasonality. That's what we have in the flu and the cold season. It's the same idea, same principle. It's just here with COVID-19. But it doesn't make them money if they tell you that. It doesn't give them power if they tell you that. So you will see this pop up in more cities around the country. You will see it pop pop up in red states, blue states. It doesn't matter. You're going to see it. And if you're in those places... I mean, I feel for you, but do not back down against these people. They will continue to do it, and they will continue to move even further. And if you continue to allow them to, it's going to get to the point you're going to get to an area where you're not going to be able to push back and stand up against these people. So do not allow them to get to that point. And how you do that, you be vocal. You talk to your local community leaders there. You talk to your local politicians. You talk to your lo- your state leaders. You tell people around you that you're not going to support this type of madness. And you stand up to them. If your job is forcing you to get it, even though right now there's a block on the OSHA mandate, but if your job can still require you to get it, if you do not feel that you should get it, stand up for your personal beliefs. If that means they have to fire you, 
letting them fire you, see if you can go after them for something, and then go find a job somewhere else at a place that's going to help you. They are now creating websites where you can go and find places that are hiring people that do not have that are not requiring the vaccine at their businesses go and look at these places there are other options there don't think there are not other options go out there and make something happen don't just sit here and let them continually tell you what they're i mean what you have to do another story up real quick that we're gonna i mean kind of goes in line with what's going on we saw where New York City did the, I mean, not New York City, the New York, the whole entire state, Kathy Hochul, the governor there, put in place a indoor mask requirement for all places that didn't have a vaccine requirement. So basically a indoor mask mandate for the whole entire state. We see where California has now introduced that once again due to the Omicron variant. And the masking part still, that's even, to me, that's even more stupid than the idea of the vax mandate. The masks literally do nothing whatsoever. Nothing. We've heard it constantly over and over again. The cloth masks do nothing. The only masks that we know of right now that prevent against stuff like that, that actually keep germs from getting in, are the N95 masks. The N95 masks are not the ones that are mandated. It, the basic cloth mask that you can pull a t- wrap a t-shirt around your face and they'd be fine with it. But if you pull a t-shirt, t-shirt, your t-shirt that you have on over your nose right now, you can constantly breathe in and out. You can smell things through your t-shirt. I mean, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't stop anything. It's theater. It's basically to see if you're going to comply with what they're telling you are supposed to. I mean, it's a common theme. I know I'm saying the same thing when it comes to complying here as I did with the last one, but it's the same idea. They want to see if you're compliant. If you don't, you get fined, or eventually you don't. I mean, you go even further and further to the point where you're not allowed at certain places. I mean, it's just absolute insanity, and you're going to see it in more states. So you see it now. You see it in California. You see it in New York. You see it in cities like Philadelphia. I mean, they're talking about in Oregon. I didn't bring this story up when I saw it. This was a couple of weeks back, but... Oregon is actually talking about, in that area up there, they're actually talking about leaving a permanent indoor mask mandate where just, I mean, basically it's permanent and the only person who can repeal it is the governor and that's when they feel like it. Basically when they feel it's safe enough to do it, they'll repeal it. So they have that endless power to keep that in place, to fine you, to keep you out of places unless you absolutely comply with what they want. And if you don't, you cannot go in there, and they can have that power for as long as they want. So it's like they always say, once you give power to someone, especially the government, they'll keep it, and they'll take it even further. And so it's the same idea here. If they can get the power and they can have it where they can say, you have to wear a mask to be able to be here, they'll eventually get to the point where they'll be completely fine just saying, all right, everyone here in our whole entire state here has to get the vaccine. If you don't, you can't be a part of the society in the state. And that's eventually what we're going to get to. I mean, that's the whole point that I keep trying to drive home with everyone I talk to when I talk on here. We're going to get to a point where states are going to force this on people. The federal government is eventually going to try to force this on the people. If you are in a red state, you are in a good position. You have governors that are willing to fight. They will band together and fight back against this type of stuff. But if you are in a blue state, eventually, it may not be this variant. My guess is it's going to be something pretty close to after the 2022 midterms, if they can continue to carry this that far. Um, Me, I think there's a good chance with this Omicron, with it being so light and less severe of a case, it could give natural immunity to so many people. People could get it, not even know they had it, just have the sniffles, think they have a regular cold, 
and give more people natural immunity, we'll see less cases over time. See people, I mean, that's usually what happens with a virus, and you eventually see it wane over time. So hopefully that's what we're seeing here, but we know they would try to drag it out as long as they can. So if they can get it to at least past the 2022 midterms, would not be surprised whatsoever to see them try to go even further with the next variant. Or, I mean, it could be even sometime this, this winter where we see a variant come through that could be a little bit stronger than this one. They absolutely freak out and they throw the, the mandates out there for vaccines. And so it's entirely possible, and it's something we're trying to see. But what I'm saying is eventually we're going to get to a point where there is no point of return, and if you can't fight back now, you're not going to have an opportunity to fight back later. It's just going to be where you're stuck in a position like the people in Europe and like the people in Australia are where they have to basically sit there and take it, and they can go out there, and this is the part that that people don't understand. It's great that those people go and protest every single week when it comes to those those vaccine mandates that are out there, requirements to even be able to go to work over there in Europe and Australia. It's great to see that. But until you actually do something outside of just go stand on the corner block and continue to chant, it's not going to change anything. And to me, I know that sounds like a call to violence. I'm not, I mean, I'm not even saying, I'm not even going to say that. But what I'm saying is there has to be some type of action, and that's for the, the people to decide. But at the same time, though, nothing has ever been changed with just sitting here and raising your voice in a, on a corner lot. I mean, it helps a little bit. It brings awareness to it, but nothing actually changes with that. It's the action of doing it. It's the same idea here where you go into a place and they tell you, wear your mask, do this, and you walk out of the place and say, no, I'm not going to comply with that. That's action. That's you pushing back against that, saying we're not going to give you our money, we're not going to give you our business. That's what you have to do here before you get to the point over there later on where you have to just stand there on the corner of the block. You have to take it or you're just not part of society. And, I mean, I can go off on so many tangents when it comes to why they are and the place they are over there in Europe and Australia, those type of places, even Asia over there. It has everything to do with the fact, I mean, they don't have the basic rights that we have here in the United States. You can thank your Second Amendment while we're not in that place. I mean, right now, if they had their way, we would already be there and probably even worse. So... We're not there here. Be thankful that you're not at that point yet. If you continue to let them get further, they will try to go to that point eventually. So next COVID story up, like I said, just kind of dominating the headlines right now, looking at this type of stuff. But the Air Force discharges 27 airmen for refusing to get vaccinated. They're the first military branch to do so. So what's even crazier, we have all these mandates, but now we're getting to the point where they've – we obviously knew this was coming at some point. They said it was coming. I didn't think it, the way they talked, it wasn't going to be until at least 2022 with the mandates, but they decided to go ahead with 27 airmen who decided not to get the vaccine. They said, all right, you're done. We're discharging you. Uh, you're basically, your career's over with here with us. Just because they didn't want to get something injected in them that has a constant track record of stuff not, not working. These are people that are willing to serve, to give their lives, be able to support our countries, fight for our freedom, be part of the military. And you just say no because you won't get a little shot in your arm just because we tell you to. One that, I mean, has no long-term studies, has not shown a good track record whatsoever, but because you won't, you will not listen to us where you're done, you can't be a part of this. And what that does, and this is something I've talked about before, when they do stuff like this, it's the people that comply that are going to be left. And so when you have people that comply, they have what they want with that type of military. It's just going to be yes men and people that listen to whatever they say. That's eventually what they want to get to. That's the whole point of cancel culture. If they can continue to weed people out, they only have the people that they want left standing, the people that they can control. 
And so what you have to do, I mean, yeah, it's, it sucks that they they fire you, but the, I'm proud of these people that are willing to stand up for I mean, that's their job is to stand up for their basic constitutional rights. They say they don't want it. I mean, that's that's up to them. But here they are being forced to take it. It makes no sense. And then on top of it, just to disrespect people like that who are willing to give everything for our country to do something like that. It's just absolutely insane when you look at it. But... Obviously, that's not going to stop them whatsoever. They don't care. They're doing the same thing with the health care workers, and we're seeing that here in a not really, to me, surprising Supreme Court case. Well, not really a Supreme Court case. They tried to bring it up. The health care workers of New York tried to bring up a court case to the Supreme Court, trying to get a, a halt on a vaccine mandate that was not even allowing religious exemptions. And the Supreme Court says, no, we're not going to give you, we're not going to block this. We're going to allow it to play out in the lower courts, and then we'll see what happens. And this doesn't surprise me at all because we've seen time and time and again that the Supreme Court with the people that is, are now in it the way it is structured don't want to make any controversial decisions whatsoever. They are fine just sitting there and watching stuff play out in the lower courts and then if something gets to them, they'll eventually get around to it And when it's not the hot topic and it's way down the road and it doesn't matter at that point. We've seen this with the 2020 election stuff they didn't want to even touch. We've seen it with vaccine mandate stuff already. We see it once again here. This one should have been a just cut and dry understanding one when it comes down to it, because it's not like these healthcare workers were saying that we're not going to get it, we're not going to buy whatsoever. They were literally just asking for their basic religious rights. That's something that is given to them straight up in the first. I mean, the first ten of the constitutional rights that you have. I mean, the Bill of Rights. I mean, it's absolute insanity. I mean, they didn't even look at it. They just it was six to three. We saw where Republicans, three Republicans, joined over with. With uh, three conservatives on the court joined with the Democrats in a 63 ruling, just sent it back down to the lower courts. They didn't even try. So right now these people can't even work because there's no block in place. So now they just can't even they just can't even work. These are the same people that we were calling heroes just a year ago, and now they're people that can't even work because the Supreme Court doesn't have the guts to be able to step up and just put a block on something that's a violation of basic constitutional rights. Like I said, this isn't even something that's saying we're not going to take it, period. This is just something that says, hey, we want our religious exemption here. Give it to us because that is our basic rights as an American. They didn't even give it to them. It's sitting down to the lower courts. There's no telling how long that'll play out. So you have people that are constantly out of work because they were not allowed to work because they are not vaccinated. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. And this is the part when I talk about with people, the question is, and the well, the idea is is that the OSHA vaccine mandates are eventually going to get to get to the Supreme Court. We see where they're with federal courts right now, like in the Fifth and Sixth Circuit. But the thing is, though, a lot of people still think there's going to be an appeal and it's going to get back up to the Supreme Court at some point. And this is why I keep telling people I don't know how this is going to swing. I've talked about it where I could see it where the conservatives and ultimately, do I think the conservatives will side with? Yes, because I've. It's been pretty rare to see where federal courts all agree the same way that they have, where they've basically all said that every single one of Biden's vaccine mandates that he's put in place for businesses and stuff of that nature has been shot down. I mean, it's really kind of hard to rule against completely all the lower courts when it comes down to that. But at the same time, though, I mean, I could see where it could flip the other way because we've seen them time and time again where they're just basically too scared to take up a decision or basically push against what the who the people are in power of right now we saw where they were too scared to challenge democrats in 2022 when it came to the election stuff they didn't even want to look at it they didn't even want to take up the cases whatsoever and so i mean 
they're going to get to this point again where they have this decision. I would not be surprised to see them cave to the pressure, especially with Amy Coney Barrett and with Kavanaugh. We've seen where they have not been consistent whatsoever when it comes to. Okay, when I I know that they're when they're on the Supreme Court, they have to have the idea where they don't play one side or the other. We understand that, but the whole idea of putting conservative Supreme Court justices on there is that they view this stuff through a conservative lens. And what I mean by that is, yeah, they don't pick stuff one way or another, but you. When you are a conservative, your whole entire understanding of the Constitution just basically falls on the on the lines of what the Constitution says. We're constitutionalists. That's the whole idea as a conservative. But you look on the other side of Democrats, they just change it. They say it's fluid. It goes basically with however they feel the day of. And so here, I mean, you see where these two right here have had multiple times where they've kind of got they've kind of gone with that where they don't want to have to deal with the pressure. They don't want to have to deal with a kickback of a decision that is. That is hard. One of the tougher decisions that they have to make, and so I, with when that OSHA vaccine mandate gets there, I mean, to me, it's getting closer with seeing them do stuff like this. They have no guts to be able to stand up to it. So we obviously, obviously know John Roberts is not going to have any guts whatsoever. We've seen where he's voted now with the the liberals more than he does with the conservative. We don't really have a six three Supreme Court lead. We have a five to four. And even then, though, I mean, you might as well call it dead even because half the time, the, part of the conservatives are voting with the with the Democrats. So, I mean, it's it's absolutely insane how they do it. I don't understand. I mean, how it's going to play out later on down the road. There's no telling because we've seen them be so wishy-washy about stuff. But, I mean, if anything can be said bad about Trump's term while he was in office, that has got to be probably the thing that really sticks out is his Supreme Court picks when you look at it because other than – other than Gorsuch, we haven't really seen where where either the other two have really done a great job whatsoever. They've basically ultimately just really for the, I mean, for, it seems like every major decision we've seen, they haven't wanted to take it up or they wanted to defer with the with the Democrats or with the liberals on the court. And that's on Trump to be able to figure out if they're going to actually read the Constitution as they're supposed to and not just go where the wind blows. And so I'm not sure if Kavanaugh and Barrett are swayed just because of what they went through in their hearing processes and what they had to deal with, and they're scared of what the liberals will do or come after them if they make decisions that challenge them. I don't know. But to me, that ultimately has to go back somewhat on Trump for making the decisions to put those people in there. And if Trump somehow gets back in office in 2024, if he gets voted in again, and he, because obviously it's looking like he's going to run once again, if he gets the opportunity to put another Supreme Court on the bench later on down the road, I mean, he needs to find someone that is going to be willing to stand up against these people and not just bow when things get tough. Because right now, these people are constantly bowing when it comes down to the pressure of when you have to make these type of decisions. The whole point of you being there was to make these type of decisions, but you continue just to basically defer because you're too scared. You throw it back down to the lower courts, let it see how it plays out. Don't help people that really need help. And then when it comes to decisions that ultimately decide the whole entirety of our country, like the 2020 election cases that we saw come through, you don't want to deal with it because you were too scared of the uh, the political backlash you can get from it. You, I mean, Barrett came out with the whole idea, we're not a political court, we're not any of that. But to me, that makes no sense whatsoever when you say we're not a political court. You're in the whole realm of politics in the first place. You're dealing with political stuff. The people in politics deal with government matters that hinge on keeping stuff in line between the Constitution of the United States and what's constitutional and what's not. So you are in the realm of politics. Make the decision that you're supposed to make. You are in politics. Stop acting like it. I mean, 
you're worried about the political backlash if some if you rule on a decision that's different than what the norm is. I mean, that's what your job is, is just to rule straight down the line with it. But you are in a frame of politics, but you're not ruling from a political lens, I guess you'd say. You can look through a political lens, but you're not ruling from the political lens. But these people still don't understand that. I think they're just more scared of the backlash that they're getting. Um, and that they could see from these type of these type of cases, so they send it back down to the lower courts. I mean, it's just terrible. These healthcare workers, people that were working dur- during the whole entire pandemic, the whole entire time, it was bad. We didn't know what was going on. They went out there and worked tirelessly, did their job, did what they were supposed to, and now we send them a big thank you and tell them you don't get to work until this gets played out over a couple of months at some lower courts. And maybe you'll get lucky and maybe you'll be able to go back to your job. But by the time then, you'll probably have to foreclose on your house. You won't be able to, I mean, live there anymore. You have to move. won't be able to pay for your bills. I mean, it's just absolute insanity the way that they they think that they process stuff. But other than that, just one quick story left just for today. This was also came out yesterday. We saw where Biden announced, well, didn't really announce. It kind of came through. Uh, a press release, and then we also saw where the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, confirmed it. Biden is not going to extend the student loan relief. Payments will restart February the 1st. It is absolutely hilarious, and this is, once again, one of those other things that Biden ran on, talking about how he was going to remove student loan debt, how he was going to hopefully alter it. Just in the first couple of days he was in office, he was talking about trying to take a certain percentage of it. So many different things he was talking about with it. And then we see, once again promises not kept and i'm completely fine with that because this is something that you know when you go to college you get yourself in debt it's something that if you're going to progress in your career it's something that you want to do you understand the risk when it comes with it you understand when you sign up for a loan that you have to pay it back this is something you have to pay back this is not something that the government can just put a little x through or scribble it out and say oh you don't have to pay this anymore that's not the idea behind this and you should have to pay back your debt. So I don't have a problem with this whatsoever with this thing, but it's hilarious looking at the other side of stuff, seeing the left-leaning liberals absolutely lose their mind over this because this is something that he ran on and said that he was going to do, and then once again he doesn't do it. He said he was going to squash COVID, hasn't done it. He said he was going to get rid of student debts, hadn't done it. I mean, go down the list, get rid of Trump, hadn't done it we've seen where trump's becoming even more popular once again i mean there's so many things that you could go down the list with with him that he said he was going to do that he hasn't done and that he's not going to be able to because it's just simply not possible and so these people are that's why you continually see his approval rating now you're seeing it get down to 35 percent. we're seeing it dip lower and lower we're seeing where people don't even trust him he's almost in the 30s now when it comes to trust with covid now with the economy it's in the 30s now even though, yes, the stock market is up, that doesn't mean anything. The stock market obviously gets played with now on so many different occasions. That doesn't mean anything based on the economy. We look at inflation numbers. We see inflation up. We get that report just a couple of days ago. We saw where inflation was up by over almost 6% at this point where it's at. We've got the correct number right here. U.S. consumer price inflation jumped 6.8% year over year in November, the largest increase in the last 39 years. So... We see where he was talking about so many different things, and then we see where he comes in, makes problems. Anything he touches continues to just go sideways. It will continue to go sideways because he is not fit for this job. He doesn't have the mental capacity to be able to do it. And 
just to top it off, it's something that's hilarious that I've been watching too. We see where all these people now, we see where the First Lady Jill Biden sitting down with the media. We see where Hillary Clinton's sitting down with the media. We see where so many different people are coming out now saying that, oh, Joe's completely fine. He, I don't understand why people would question his mental ability and all this different type of stuff. And you go down the list and you see all this. They're trying to basically play into the media, let you see it, see that there's nothing wrong here, that everything's completely fine. Joe's just this good guy who's doing the best he can. Nothing's going wrong. It's like Saki today talking about how how a budget report was fake just because it didn't come out the way that they wanted it to. They'll basically tell you the opposite of whatever the actual truth is just to let you hear something that you want to hear. And so... It's the same idea, but it is funny, though, with his approval rating falling so much. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen Hillary Clinton make her return to the media and just so many different times. I mean, over the last couple of years, we hadn't seen her, and then now all of a sudden we start seeing her at the moment that Biden's political percentages continue to dip. So my question is, though, this is something that I hadn't thought about yet. I know some people had mentioned it. Some people were kind of ruled it out. With Biden performing so bad, with things going so bad for this administration, if it gets to 2024 and it's the same idea, does Hillary Clinton run? Because I don't, I don't know why else you put her in the spotlight as much as she's been on news media where she's over here reading her, what she would have said in her winning speech in 2016 if she would have won um, or have stuff like that. We sit down where she's actually trying to play up Biden. So we see all this different type of stuff. It's kind of interesting just to see how she's back in the political the political limelight but that might be something to watch for and obviously we will keep up with that type of stuff as well and we'll have more information on that if we see stuff moving that direction but still that's a good ways out our full focus right now is what's going to play out here over 2022 and as we get closer we'll see a lot of stuff happen with that we'll see more the campaigns kick off and that should be happening just as soon as the page turns to 2022 we'll see campaigns kick off we'll see debates we'll see so many different things that's going to be fun to keep up with but for now we're going to keep the focus on just the insanity that's going on in our country because the more that we can keep the look on them and what's going on the better shot we have of keeping that spotlight on them and seeing on the other side of what it can be so that's the idea that's what we're going to continue to do it just sucks that we continually have to sit down and talk about COVID, though, because that's the only thing that there really is, and that's the only thing that the media wants to try to push out. But if they're going to push it out, we have to reverse it and show it from the other side of things, not what they're trying to tell us. Nothing to be scared of. It's up to us to push back against this insanity, and that's exactly what we got to do. But with that said, though, thank you to each and every one of you who continue to join us each and every day for our podcast. We really appreciate it. We thank you for joining this episode. No episode tomorrow. We're staying on schedule. Thursday, as I said yesterday, will be a politics episode because Friday is going to be the first day of the college football bowl season. So we want to be able to give you a bowl episode that Friday for the sports episode. So that will be Friday morning that will come out. But Thursday morning we will have a politics episode with hopefully some new content over today, tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. But with that said, though, thank you for joining us today, and we will see you in the next one. (music) 